Doesn't matter what I say. And if you at home watching this shit on Netflix, remember, bitch, you clicked on my face. to the comic book bullies with nurse the new bully me host leroy uh with my co-host this is eli i had a nickname forgot about it since the recorded let's steamroll it here unless you got something uh, uh no i ain't got nothing eh. okay <laughs> we're gonna go past it <laughs> all right so yeah this is a a brand new episode and like i said this is a brand new month this is the month of september we started out and eli please tell me what the hell is labor day um, I guess we're we're supposed to work. <laughs> I mean, are we not supposed to? Because I guess I don't know. It's like the weirdest mm-hmm. holiday that nobody knows what it's supposed to be about, but we just celebrate it anyway. Like, okay, it's a day to the workers, the celebration of workers or something. The working okay, class. Okay, so we celebrate workers by working, or by not working. By not working, I guess. Whatever. They get, a day, they get a day off or whatever. I, I guess grill, cook, whatever. I get time and a half, so it's cool. <laughs> I'm not gonna complain. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, Eli, we did a little bit of uh, Netflix watching this weekend. I mean, this did week. Did you? Yeah. Did you? Well, the, the whole world did. Well, the whole nation did, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> so oh, yeah. I took a I little time. Did, yeah. I took a little break from Kim's Convenience, you know, because I found out that Dave Chappelle had a new episode, uh, new uh, stand-up material out. And I was like, okay, it's Dave Chappelle. Why not watch that? And it wasn't as... as uh, as advertised as the other ones were, you know, the other ones like they would like shove down your throat. This one kind of just seemed like it just came out of nowhere. Oh, this one was advertised, then, all right. Okay, Once maybe everyone started bitching about it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, afterwards people started bitching about it, but before then it was just like it just came out of nowhere. The other ones they were like shoving it down your throat. Oh, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. You know, this one they just be like, I'm, I'm here. <laughs> you know, and so yeah, let's just talk about it because, like I said, he's had a bunch of stand-up specials, but this one has got a lot of people upset under the goats ready to cancel dave chappelle i was like it's dave chappelle you can't really cancel dave chappelle (laughs) but because he's pretty much talking about everybody you can think of on the show he's talking about you know the lgbt he's talking about black people talking about white people talking about jews talking about women talking about abortion any uh, suicide any hot subject you know he was addressing and it was you know rubbing people the wrong way of course you throw that many jokes out there you're gonna insult somebody you know that's what's gonna happen uh my whole thing is for people out there you know repeating his jokes and taking out of context and you know trying to do shock value don't do it the reason you can't do it because you're not dave Chappelle. yeah you can't deliver it the same way he delivered it that's why he can say it some really fucked up shit and it's funny because of his delivery because he's paid to do this shit you on the other hand are just some asshole on, on the internet yeah. you can't pull it out the same way he can so, yeah, don't show up to work going, and then he said, gunny goo goo. Don't do it. Don't do it because Dave Chappelle is not going to come to your job and be like, it's okay. He got it for me. Your boss is not going to know what you're talking about. And then you're going to be out on your ass. 
So yeah, that's my whole thing. Uh, and my whole thing about this, uh, Eli, is that yeah, Dave Chappelle, what he's saying was shocking, but is it really any shocking what he's ever done? Yeah, I mean it's comedy. Yeah, you know it's jokes. You know, I think it, th- this day and age, I think people have forgotten what that is and what jokes are and. There's a fine line. I guess we live in a day and age where we're supposed to examine, you know, who we are and where as a culture. And some jokes may not fly uh, in this modern time like they used to. Right. Um, and, and I and I get the argument that sometimes joking about it basically makes makes it tolerable mm-hmm. to joke about you know the disenfranchised or marginalized people and make fun of you know people that are different or racial jokes or whatever i get that but in the end it's still just a joke you know it's not to be taken seriously right you know that's 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 my thing i mean if you don't like if you don't like that joke don't listen to it and he even says that on the episode like you 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 clicked on his face yeah (laughs) you know why are you getting offended for it and i'm not that big of a dave Chappelle fan i mean heart you know sorry I'm not, Will Smith, I mean, not Dave Chappelle. I, I'm not. I'm not. No, I don't hate him. Like I don't hate Dave Chappelle at all. I watched his show. I've seen some of his stand-ups, but I don't. I haven't seen one of his stand-ups in a while. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I don't follow him like everybody else. And I wouldn't have watched this had people not bitched about it. You know oh, that's. Wow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. like, oh, it's pissing people off. Well, let me check this out. Just like you know, back in the day. Oh, don't listen to that rock and roll music. It's for the devil. I'm like, well, let me check this shit out. You know, when you're told something, you can't do something, you're going to do it. Right. You know? <laughs> Especially you got in these articles, don't listen to this, and yeah. don't even bother listening to it. You know, yeah, so it's going to make you check it out, see what, what yeah. the fuss is about. Yeah, the, the church coming down on two live crew. No, I got to check that out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, every time they try to ban something, a record or a music artist, it's like, fuck it. Oh, a sticker, sticker the albums. Like, no, I'm And that's the funny thing about it, because when they yeah. go out that way to try to ban something, if you try to shut something down, they make them more revenue, make them more money. Yeah. It's it just, happens you all just, the time, you know. Yeah, you don't want, you don't want, don't give them the, you're basically giving them, any any press is good press. Even right. bad press. <laughs> you know, and that's basically what it was. Oh, he's pushing all these buttons. Oh, well, now I'm curious. And, you know, you didn't want, <laughs> so them trying to cancel Dave Chappelle it just backfired, you right? Know, it just made me. It made me curious and check it out. And, and I'm pretty <laughs> sure a lot of people did the same thing. They were like, "Oh, if they're pissing people off, well, I gotta go see what you know what the big fuss is about." You know? Yeah. So it, yeah, I mean, I and I, I, you know, there was it was okay. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I did laugh at some shit. You know, and I probably laughed at some shit that might piss people off. But yeah. again, it's you know, we can do that. We can laugh at things and. We can also be woke at the same time. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I mean, can, but at the I, same time, I think the point of the whole special that he was trying to do is like, who can be made fun of, who can't be made fun of? I mean, understand, you know, he's not allowed to make fun of the franchise, but why not? Yeah. Nobody's above a, getting, a, you know, being ragged on. Right. And you some know, people every, think they are, you know. Yeah. You're not supposed to say that. Why not? <laughs> oh, because <laughs> right. they're always being made fun of. Well, make fun of them back. You right, know, I've seen I've seen gay comedians, I've seen trans comedians, and they're funny as fuck. And right. I've watched, them, you know what I mean? I can, you know, and that's the thing. I can watch like Riverdale and Pose and all these other shows that are, you know, with with 
with very diverse casts and stuff like that. You know, Supergirl and the CW shows. They got all, it's very diverse with with gender and, and sexual orientation. I can watch all those shows and enjoy them, and then I can also laugh at Shaft and fucking and, and Dave Chappelle and go back and watch Rambo and all these '80s shit. You know, where that shit don't fly these days. I can enjoy all this stuff. Right. You know, <laughs> it doesn't mean I'm a piece of shit because I <laughs> laughed at a gay joke, you know? Right. You know, and that's what people are confusing is like, it's, you know, there's a, it, there's, it's, it's a joke and it's, it's art and comedy is an art form. If you don't like it, you don't have to watch it. And, and another thing but don't about tell you me, I, of, don't yeah. tell me I can't watch it either. <laughs> <laughs> and you got you know a lot I mean? of people getting offended for other people. Like, oh, you can't yeah. see that because they get offended. What do they think about it? You know, yeah. what does a gay person think about the stuff that Dave Chappelle said? I bet you someone probably be laughing at it, too. <laughs> yeah. So it's like we need to quit white knighting for everybody else. Like, we step back and see what they have to say about it. If they're not offended, why should we be offended? Yeah. And so, and, and if they are, then hey, they have a... F- and sometimes being offended, it, it, it builds character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because, you know, you so, and I do that. I'll, 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 I'll take a peek at Fox News. I'll, I'll listen to Sean Hannity just for a sec, just to, just to see, just to reinforce my views. Yeah, I mean, you, you can't know, live in a bubble. It, that's the yeah. main thing. You shouldn't live in a yeah. bubble. Yeah, you know. So, yeah, I, I yeah, I, I thought it was all right, you know. Uh, but I, I, I didn't think it was that big of a deal either. I'm not out to cancel anybody. I think cancel culture is bullshit too, because it's selective outrage. Right. I mean, every. I mean, if you're going to cancel one motherfucker, you might as well cancel everybody. And we they're not going to cancel everybody. Not everybody. You know. I'm going to give you an example. One of my favorite movies I've been watching for the last two months now is Baby Driver. Okay. I'm going to tell you the reason I love Baby Driver so much is his action. Edgar Wright did movie and all stuff like that. People said it should have been nominated for Oscar, but you know why it wasn't nominated for Oscar, Eli? Yeah, because Kevin Spacey was in it. Because Kevin Spacey was in it. So they pretty much said, fuck that whole movie, fuck Edgar Wright, fuck everybody else that was in the movie, just because of one person. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, and that's taking it too far, but they won't cancel Kevin Hart, you know? Right. (laughs) (laughs) You know, they won't cancel Marvel. I keep saying that. They will never cancel Marvel, even though, yeah, everybody's done some shit that's cancel-worthy. But Marvel, because they can control, they control so much of the media. They control what you think about these guys. So the best of these guys is not going to get out there like that. Yeah. I mean, look at James Gunn. Yep. They tried and he's still, he got his job back. Right. And then they look good. Like, oh, we fired James Gunn because we stick by more values like that. When they realized that there was no outrage for it, they're like, oh, come on back. Or. You know what? They distanced themselves from James Gunn until the cancel shit blew over. Because we yeah. do forget shit. We do have a short memory. <laughs> we forget yeah. who we canceled. Yeah. No. It's, it's weird. like you know, if I, I mean, I yeah, me, I don't, I don't, I don't follow Kevin Hart. He right. said some shit that I didn't agree with. I'm like, okay, I, well, I'm done with him. Right. But I ain't going around raving about it and telling everybody they can't. Right. <laughs> Writing yeah. articles and yeah. don't bother with Kevin Hart. Yeah. I was, it's so cringeworthy. Oh, I was so triggered and outraged and oh, all this shit. Like, no, I just, oh, fuck him. I'm done with him. <laughs> but I know you don't give a shit about him, but prayers going out to Kevin Hart because I heard he was in a car accident, back injury, no telling what the fuck going on. So we'll form more about that when we'll it go uh, later on. Let me move on past this. Yeah. 
Sure. Let's move on past it. Okay. Let's get to the actual meat of the podcast where we talk about the box office numbers. Weird transition, but fuck it. That's how we do it. Okay. So, Eli, give it to me. What is the number one movie of the week? I'm going to give you a hint for the second time in a row. Is it the the something fallen? Yeah. Fallen angels, peeping willows. Yeah. All the shit. Yeah. (laughs) So, the Leonidas movie (laughs) is number one again. What the fuck, man? That's how weak the box office is. You know what? I'm starting to realize now. It's it's now September, but I realized like the August... Like middle September month, that's the dumping ground for movies now. It used to be January, February. That's no longer the case now because those movies are doing like billions of dollars now. Yeah. So now this is the dumping ground because it's not quite Oscar season and it's not quite summer season. So it's just like whatever. Yeah. And plus, summer season doesn't even exist anymore. What do we have? Men in Black uh, with Thor and Valkyrie. Nobody saw that shit. That's what the big thing came out. Because Liam Neeson was it, and everyone's trying to cut his dick Oh, off. that's right. We did cancel him. I forgot about him, too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I need, a, I need a, a notepad or something to keep track of this shit. Uh, number two, we got The Good Boys. We got number three, The Lion King, which I'm thinking domestically might be the... Let me see. Somebody said it might be the highest grossing movie of this year, domestically. And nobody likes it. Nobody likes it. I mean, like, over in-game. No, hell no. 500? Oh, no. Somebody lied. <laughs> That's definitely not the case. I'm looking at that shit. I don't even have to know. Okay, it's the second highest grossing an, uh, animated movie of all time. Animated? Mm-hmm. Animated. Not all time, but yeah. Uh, Incredibles <laughs> 2 is uh, number one, which I thought was I at that. I, I didn't watch it. It was on Netflix. Yeah, I haven't gotten around to it yet. Okay. It was cool. I watched that. Because, I mean, because it was making, it was the same thing. It was making billions and billions and billions of dollars. And everybody was like, oh, you got to go see it. And it's going to win all these awards, stuff like that. But at the same time, that's when Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse came out. I was like, okay, I watched Spider-Verse. I was like, if Incredibles going to be better than this movie, it better come with it. I mean, they telling me this supposed to be the greatest movie of all time. And I just saw Spider-Verse. And that was an awesome-ass cartoon. Incredibles better beat that. That's like, eh. It was a remake of the last movie. Yeah. This was switch roles, except, okay, now he stays at home and she goes out and what the fuck ever. Number four, Fast and the Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. Ooh. Still hanging in there. I think they had 600 million now. Like I said, we had to wait for uh, China to hit. What else we got? Uh, number five, Overcomer. I don't know what the fuck that is. Okay. Number six, Ready or Not. Isn't that movie where people hunt each other? Or it's like a bride, yeah. So, yeah. Like is, a bride, is that Margot Robbie or is that somebody else? I don't think it's Margot Robbie. No. Well, Margot Robbie look alike. She looks just like Margot Robbie, whoever it is. Uh, number seven, your movie, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Say that five times five. Oh, I forgot, I forgot about that movie. Right? Oh, well, that's your movie then, I guess. <laughs> uh, number eight, Dora and the Lost City of Gold. Uh, number nine, we have Spider-Man Far From Home. Still, oh, that's right, because they had that uh, extended release. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And then we got Angry Birds 2. Damn. Yeah. Still hanging in there. So people love Angry Birds. So, yeah. So that's the box office. It's pretty much uh, dead in the water for right now. I guess September. I don't think anything in September is coming out worth noting. It. Well, I'm, I'm excited for it. That's I've never out. seen anything about it. I don't know. Uh, yeah. But I know you're excited about a clown movie. Everybody else is excited about another clown movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that one, we have no choice but to listen. It's almost like in our job description, we have to get excited for this movie. 
I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so we can talk about it now because the uh they just released the final trailer of the Joker. Is it Joker or just Joker? I don't know. One of them. doesn't matter. The Joker. new movie coming out gonna be released in October. I think the first week of October. Uh, the review the review embargo was already up, Eli. So so critics have already seen this movie. Yeah, I heard. Yeah, and they're saying it's the greatest movie ever made. That's what I hear. Yep. Everybody's giving it 11.5 out of 10s, 12.9 out of 10. They said it gave it a eight-minute standing ovation at, a, what, Cannes Film Festival? Or some film festival. I can't remember what it was. But they said an eight-minute standing ovation, which I think they said the same thing about Batman v. Superman, so take that with a grain of salt. <laughs> you <know>. Really? <laughs> <laughs> so, who knows? Uh, I'm kind of interested in seeing what the general public thinks about this movie. Because, like I said, the critics are just... Just Google and Gaga on all this movie, saying it's this interesting character study and this this introspective character piece. You know, the general public don't care about shit like that. I think because we've been watching these Marvel movies and Disney movies, we've been programmed to watch a certain type of movie, and if it's not the type of movie, we reject it. Like yeah. for instance, I think like The Dark Knight. I think if it came out now, ten years later, I don't think it'd be a big hit as it was back then. Yeah, maybe yeah. Just because not not because that's a bad movie, not because it's a hype movie. I love the movie. Just because we're condi- we've been conditioned to watch a certain type of movie. I mean, Marvel has spoiled us. No more when a credit it rolls, nobody gets out of the seats anymore. Doesn't matter the movie. It could be a romantic comedy. You're not gonna get out of your seat. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, it, people might not like the Joker movie because they have no fight scenes in it. You know, some stupid shit. Yeah. And so. Trailer, um, pretty much where I was before on this, Eli. I almost feel like this is genius, not because of the trailer, what they're doing, just because of the marketing they're doing. Because what they've done, and this is what I feel like, I said, I haven't seen the movie yet. If I'm wrong, I will completely eat crow or cheeseburger or whatever the fuck at the end. <laughs> but I feel like what they're doing, they decided to make their own movie, make a, a Martin Scorsese homage, uh, yeah. King of Comedy taxi driver i'm hearing a lot of uh connections to mean streets you know all those movies right there so they're making yeah. a marshall casey homage but since they know nobody's just gonna see a marshall casey homage movie you gotta slap some superhero shit on it yeah you gotta tie to the comic book yeah. thing some kind of way because if you don't do that nobody's gonna see the movie if they made a remake of king of comedy nobody would see that yeah that's what i'm saying i was like watching the trailer I was like if this wasn't called the joker right if this wasn't connected to Batman in any way, would anybody give a shit? And the thing is, it's not connected to Batman in any way. I mean, it is. But that's the selling point. That's the selling point. They're they're turning the Joker into, yeah, taxi driver. That's that's what it looks like. And and you can say that, okay, because I had a conversation with somebody about this the other day. Okay, the killing joke. And they said the killing joke had a lot of similarities to King of Comedy. And, of course, Killing Joe came after King of Comedy. So did Alan Moore take inspiration from King of Comedy? Maybe. Maybe. You know, people don't like to admit that these fanboys, that you hate to hear this, but there are a lot of comic book stories that are ripoff of movies. Yeah. You know, especially back in the 80s and the 90s, stuff like that. And they would just straight up say it. Yeah, I saw this movie. I made a, a movie about it. didn't care. You know, I made a comic book about it, didn't care. Now it's the exact opposite of what it is. Movies are taking inspiration from comics, but yeah, back then they saw a movie, they make a comic book about it. So now you're making a movie that's that's a comic that's rip off a movie, a movie that's rip off the comics, that's rip off the movie. It's all the circle of life. 
So, <laughs> for instance, I'll give you an example. I just gave you an example. I'll give you another example. Logan. Yeah. Okay, so old man Logan was take, uh, took inspiration from Unforgiven. You know, yeah. Mark Millar straight up said that he took Unforgiven. So when they made the Logan movie, they didn't take inspiration from old man Logan. You know, that's why there were no Hulk babies and, you know, stupid shit like that. They took inspiration directly from Unforgiven. They just turned Wolverine into an Unforgiven movie. Yeah. Or what was that movie with Shane? They were watching the movie he was watching in that movie. Right, that movie or whatever it was. But they they take yeah. inspirations from that. So they they're skipping the comic. They're going right to the source where the comic got their source from. Also, so fanboys get mad about that because they don't have no a lot of comic book you know exploits in it. But why should it? If it's a uh, take inspiration from the movie, do the same thing. Now, the Joker. Joker, whatever you want to call it. I'm not even mad at what they're doing because Suicide Squad made all this shit money just because they had a Joker in it. You know, that's the... Yeah. And the, and the funny thing about it that, like, regardless of what you think about that movie, if you take all of the Joker scenes out of it, if you remove the Joker from the movie, it changes nothing. The movie will play out the exact same way if the Joker was not in it, regardless. But... You have to sell the movie and put butts in the seat, so you have to cast the Joker. Even though it was a, you can say what you want to about the performance of it, but just the fact that he was in it put butts in the seats, you know. So they realize, and plus, hey, isn't it like a Warner Brothers property also? Yeah. Yeah. So they're probably like, hey, clowns are hot. Give me another clown movie. What else we got? You know. Because they did say they fast-tracked this movie. I mean, think about it. Uh, the director of this movie is the director of Hangover. Yeah. So you really want me to believe that it's an Oscar-worthy winning movie? Maybe it is. I'm just saying. Yeah, they're saying yeah that it's Oscar-worthy and Joaquin Phoenix should get 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 Best Actor and all that shit. And yeah, it's just yeah I, I yeah I'm I'm yeah I really I'm really not interested. I mean I don't know. I mean know. they're saying I, it's a movie yeah. we're supposed to be interested in. That's the thing. Yeah, I, I mean I don't know if I if I really give a shit. I mean I can see the. You know the similarities with Martin Scorsese and all that, and the Taxi Driver movie. But I just rather watch those. Right. You know? I mean, I mean they're like, not they're not pretending like they're not taking from those movies. They're they're straight yeah. up doing that. You know, okay. they're, they're not taking. They didn't read a comic book. It's not based on comic book. I see a lot of people, a lot of fanboys are pissed because oh, this doesn't look anything like my Joker. It's not supposed to. They're not yeah. even trying. To, they don't even care to try to make it look like your Joker. Yeah, and I'm like that doesn't really interest me. You know, I don't feel like. It just seems like it's going to be a bummer to watch, you know, right. to watch some poor schlub get treated like shit, you know, and then turn into an asshole at the end. I mean, I don't. <laughs> and, and you know what they're saying, Eli, you know what they're saying? They're saying this is pretty much the origin origin of a school shooter. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah I mean, I've, already, people I've already that, seen, you know. yes, I've seen that narrative being spun, especially in the light of all these, you know, acts of violence that's been you know that's been plaguing us lately that, right i didn't want to say it know. but here we had a shooting yesterday yeah in texas yeah so. and so there there's that kind of narrative being spun around you know they're trying to blame movies to a, to a certain extent you know or, or or implying that movies like this might give inspiration you know can, can i be devil's advocate yeah. I agree with you, but I'm, I'm, I got to play devil's advocate. Okay, so let's say for an instant that this is taking from the comics. For instance, let's say just 1% of this movie is taking inspiration from comics. So remember when uh, Robert De Niro calls him out to the crowd? 
And you know, he yeah. comes behind the stage stuff like that. And he's on a Nate Light TV show. Now, that happened in a comic. That happened in The Dark Knight Returns. You remember mm-hmm. the Joker yeah. uh, was on, well, in the comics, he was on David Letterman. But since nobody reads comics, they just saw the cartoon. The cartoon, he was on Conan O'Brien. Whatever, same thing. The point was, he killed everybody in the crowd. Yeah. Yeah. So, are they going to take it that far in this movie? Because we know for a fact, back when The Dark Knight Rises came out, a movie theater got shot up with a guy wearing Joker cosplay. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah. how far are they going to take this? How far are they going to make these parallel connections? You know, are, are we supposed to sympathize with the Joker, who is a serial killer? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. That's why, that's why I'm kind of serious. I'm not even really worried about the movie itself. I'm really worried about how is the general public going to take it. Because fuck the And critics. Taxi Driver... Yeah. What's that asshole guy who shot Reagan and 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 Brady? The, yeah, because he the, said he was in love with the uh, Jody Foster. Jody he Foster, was inspired yeah. by a Taxi Driver. Yeah, which anybody who's seen Taxi Driver, it's basically yeah, he a guy going insane and he tries to. Well, first he tries to assassinate that guy running for governor, mm-hmm. you know, and then he goes up and shoots up a, you know, some pips at the end. Of the <laughs> but 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 yeah, it's a guy driven to violence. Who slowly, you know, goes nuts and just driven to violence, and right. and that's what this seems to be like. You know? Okay, but and that's the thing. So, Taxi Driver was, you know, this type of movie like that. But like I said, we live in a different society. It's just like we were making a Dave Chappelle connection. Like Dave Chappelle is doing the same shit Dave Chappelle was doing, but the culture <laughs> around him has changed. That's why yeah. we're getting upset about these jokes now. When ten years ago he was saying the same shit, I don't really care. We were just laughing. So. Oh, if we do Taxi Driver in 2019 with all these mass shootings going around, how are how is the general public going to respond to it? And that's what we need to pay attention to with this Joker movie. Yeah, I mean, and yeah, and to to to, to suggest that you know we're supposed to sympathize with a villain, you know, that's mm-hmm. that's that's the uh, you and, know, and not only we sympathize with a villain, <laughs> sympathizing, I don't gotta say it. Cis white male. Oh yeah. We got we got to <laughs> say it. That's that's what really drives it home, you know. <laughs> but I heard this shit over the Punisher, and when the, when they did the Netflix Punisher, oh the the white man gun fantasy, yeah. or the Death Wish movie, the, that new Death Wish remake with Bruce Willis. Yeah. You know they said the same shit. You know. You know? Right, but the thing is, in the original Death Wish movie, before they went nuts with the you know four and five and all stuff like that, in the original Death movie, they made those connections in the movie. You know, yeah. they kept asking Charles Bronson, like, this killer right here, why is he shooting nothing but black and brown people? You know, yeah. what do you want him to do? You want more white people to cause crimes? You know, they said that, laughed it off, and just kept moving, you know? Yeah. And that's the thing, is, I mean, yeah, it was written in a time, it was written by white folks back then, but it was all, that movie was meant to be a comment on crime and the failed justice system. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what those movies were meant to be. But yeah, we look at them now, yeah, it's a white guy. Going around and shooting up, you know, the hood. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, like Dirty Harry. Dirty Harry was the yeah. same way. Like we didn't think about it, but Dirty Harry just pretty much shot every black and brown person in those movies. You know. Yeah. yeah. And we thought you see he was that all the time. Yeah. I was watching, uh, like, you know, when Rudger Howard, rest in peace. You know, he passed away recently, and I went back and watched Wanted Dead or Alive. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> and Gene Simmons, you know, from Kiss, he's playing an Arabic terrorist. Going yeah. around blowing up movie theaters and shit, and his whole squad of Arab terrorists. I'm like, holy shit, this is 
like, so stereotypical, you know, Arab villain and like, you know, the minority villain. And right. like, let's and it's back in the eighties when it was like, yeah, America, fuck yeah, let's just blow everybody away. You know? <laughs> and we you know? applauded that shit. Yeah. We applauded, yeah, man. Like I said, we had Rambo toys, Rambo cartoons. <laughs> you know, what did Rambo do? He went and shot up Asians. Right. <laughs> he was shooting. He won the Vietnam colorful. War by himself. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or got revenge for losing. <laughs> right. <laughs> Do we get the yeah. win this time? Johnny, that's yeah. entirely up to you. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, right now, yeah, the, the, the culture has changed. And who knows how this is going to look, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like I said, I mean, before we talk, I was like, I... I already watched Legion, mm-hmm. and that that was a character study on how somebody can go from good to turn into a villain, and that was done. Of course, it was a TV show, but it was done in such a way where you really examined emotions and trauma and how you know you can justify and blur those those uh, those boundaries and those you know those those lines between you know good and evil, you know, negative and positive and justify, you know, at your actions, you know, so which was very interesting. So I don't know. I don't know if I'm that. And I think that's the thing with me. I was like, this feels like it's going to be a chore to watch. And like, if this was not a Joker movie, if this was just a regular old movie, you know, would I care? Would anybody care as much? Right, but because of the narrative surrounding this movie, I feel like it's a movie that's going to be shoved down our throat, no matter what. Regardless, yeah. even if we walk in a movie like, eh, it's all right. It's still going to be shoved down our throat, no matter what. You know? Yeah. Because that's how these movies are now. Like I said, if it was not a comic book movie, if it was just a regular movie about some crazy-ass white dude killing people, we wouldn't care. Yeah. It might get a little buzz, but it wouldn't get the, it wouldn't get Oscar buzz, anything like that. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it looks like one of those quirky indie movies like a Wes Anderson movie the dude made Hangover yeah. <laughs> I mean that should, that should tell us what the hell's going on right yeah. now well, but, the, but this doesn't look like the Hangover this looks like some shit like you know like what's that a Spike Jones movie or some shit you know what I mean it looked like or a the, guy that watched a bunch of Scorsese movies yeah, <laughs> yeah. like let me let me take a shot at that not Scorsese a guy trying to mimic Scorsese yeah, it does. It does look like that. But like the narrative, it's like it sounds like the the poor schlub movie. Mm-hmm. You know, what's that? I don't know if you ever saw that movie with uh, Ryan Gosling about where he was in love with the sex doll. The fuck? <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, it, it was. What was it? Lars and the Real Girl. I think that's what it was called. Lars and the Real Girl. And okay. it's just about a guy, Ryan Gosling. He's socially awkward and he falls in love with a sex doll. But okay, then, so I'm supposed to believe that Ryan Gosling is socially awkward and can't get yeah. a real girl. Yeah, that's science falls... fiction in itself. <laughs> but he orders a sex doll and falls in love with it. But then everybody in the town starts treating it like it's normal, mm-hmm. and they start treating her like she's real. Like everybody in the town, it's a comment on mental illness and how people sort of embrace him mm-hmm. and not shun him for his mental illness. And that's basically the, the 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 premise of the story, the theme that's going on. What if everybody just embraced this guy's, you know, view of the world where he thinks this doll was real and mm-hmm. people oh we're gonna take it, it's we're gonna take the doll out you know a bunch of women show up we're ta- hey, she deserves a night out on her on her own and they take the doll <laughs> hmm. so it's you know it's i'm it's, hearing it's like, just the way you're describing i'm hearing more stuff off of, I'm, I'm hearing stepford wires in the way you're describing it 
<laughs> I mean, because, yeah, you're saying that she's a sex doll, but she could be like a trophy wife where everybody's just treating her like she's just an attachment to him, which some women do feel like that when in a relationship with a man. Yeah. You know. So and it's and that's what this movie feels like. It's like there's one of those quirky little dramas about one of those lovable losers. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean. Only in this kind, this case, the lovable loser is the Joker. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's what we are now. That's what we're doing. Okay. Yeah. So and I, that doesn't really interest me. You know what I mean? Yep. This... <laughs> that that's just me personally. Who knows? Like, yeah, we could be wrong. It could be the best movie ever. You know, yeah. and change and change the face of cinema and how we look at and comic that's what they're saying. Blah 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 blah. Right. You know, and maybe we need that right now because of you know the MCU is, and you know is hitting the crossroads and all that shit. This is this is the time the to M- steal the their M- thunder. Right, because the MCU feels like when you when you get fed a certain meal over and over and over again and you only get a taste for that meal, that's what the MCU yeah. feels like. It may not be the best meal over, but you're just so used to that meal, nothing else feels right. Like it's yeah. it's mama's cooking. It's you know? pizza. You it's know, pizza, it was, exactly. Yeah. You know, this could be that, you know, that good old barbecue brisket. <laughs> right. Like, you don't have to eat pizza all the time. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> have we talked about the movie we hadn't even seen yet long enough? Sure. Okay. Because <laughs> we would talk plenty about it when the movie actually comes out. We can actually, you know, sink our teeth into it. But anyway, moving past that. Uh, now, Eli, this, this topic hits my soul right here. This topic is going to hit my soul. And I feel like I just put this in the video game section. Yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to stick in the video game section just for the fuck of it. Oh, now. Now we're going to talk about something that we never really talk about on this show, and that's anime. Oh, shit. Yeah, we're going there. We're going there. Before we go there, Eli, I do have to set this up for a second. Because I just want you to know, the reason it's weird that we don't talk about anime, because, Eli, you might not know this, but I'm probably the only black nerd on the planet that hates anime. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. Black nerds. Even though, even though you love the biggest anime of all time, <laughs> that doesn't. No, that's the thing. Like, if you're really, really into anime, they don't count that as anime. Oh, really? No, because oh, it's it's almost like you're a comic book fan. No, you claim to be a comic book fan, but all you do is watch MCU movies. It's like I'm I'm, I'm a filthy casual, basically. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's that's how it counts. So yes, I hate anime, but I do love one anime, which Dragon Ball Z. But Dragon Ball Z is so mainstream, it doesn't even count as anime. You know, it's yes, own, own thing. So all that other do you haka boo boo whatever shit, I don't watch that shit. You know, I don't care. It's too weird for me. So I'm I'm a unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I'm the only black nerd that don't watch anime, other than Dragon Ball, which doesn't count. So yeah. So that that being said, now I can actually talk about Dragon Ball because Eli, this shit hurt my heart. This shit hurt my heart because they released some uh audio. Uh, well, before let me set this up. Before this, there was this guy named Vink Vic. Uh, what's his name? Do you know his name? Mick No Noga. I no, don't yeah. know. Okay, I know you don't. This know is your story, this so. is your news. Dude. This is my shit. So I'm not gonna ask you about what he, what happened with this guy. Okay, <laughs> some guy named Vic Mignola, whatever like that. He works for Funimation. Works for Funimation has been getting constant sexual harassment charges against him, like constantly, or like over years, over decades, things like this. And they finally decided to do something, decided to fire this guy and get rid of him because it is all the sexual harassment we're doing. Uh, then like two weeks or maybe a week after that, some audio leaked where all of the Dragon Ball Z voice casting was pretty much doing like crude jokes about, you know, uh, incest, you know, rape, you know, anal penetration, uh, any other fucked up thing you can think about, they was all doing it on there. 
not only were they doing it, they were doing it to the Dragon Ball Z soundtrack, which was even making it worse. Is so, it like anime full of that shit? Anyways, <laughs> like really, really, really weird shit is, and that's the that's the thing about it. But Dragon Ball Z is supposed to be not like that. It's supposed to be like the most westernized anime there is. So usually, but if you really look at it, it, it does have some weird shit. It's in like it, The too. Simpsons, like hearing The Simpsons say, like, yeah, fucked up jokes. Yeah, like like they like they really like way past basically like The Simpsons doing South Park jokes. Yeah, it's basically like that because the thing is people are getting pissed about this but there it's just like we just talked about like the difference between simpsons and south park well there's this youtube show called uh four star dragon ball team four star it's called team four star and they do those same jokes on dragon ball they'll take like the the video of dragon ball and they'll do the audio where you know these youtuber voice casters do those same fucked up jokes like that but just the fact that it's the official voice casting doing these fucked up jokes like that, that's what makes it so weird. So you, 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 you're hearing the audio, but you're pitching your mind like, oh, damn, Goku and, oh, damn, Goku's wife is with his son. And, okay, it's really fucking head <laughs> you can imagine in your head. You know? So honestly, if it was just some like random YouTube dudes doing it, I'd probably laugh at the shit. It's kind of funny. I know what you you were trying to compare it to James Gunn stuff like that with the James Gunn stuff like, ugh, what the fuck? This shit was kind of funny when you listen to it, Eli. Well, that's what it sounded like. It sounded like it's just stupid. It was dude. Yeah, they were just fucking off. That's all it was. It was like yeah. in their pastime, let's just do some stuff, but the but it got leaked. So I don't know what's gonna happen with that. You know, they might say it violates our core values of our anime, you know, stuff like that. I don't know. Maybe nothing will happen, but it's just weird that they fired this one guy for six harassment, and then he can get this stuff leaked in that right now. So but they didn't do anything. Yeah. They just said some fucked up shit and it got leaked. Yeah, they were joking around. Yeah, I remember it, it hearing was all comedians. Jokes, that's all. Yeah. yeah, I remember hearing comedians. There was comedians who do impressions of cartoon characters, and they say fucked up jokes in cartoon characters. Exactly. That's the if it Fun's wasn't funny. Yeah. Right. If yeah. it wasn't them, and it was just some YouTubers saying the same stuff, but sounding like them, we'd all be laughing at it. It would. It would not be a thing. We'd get shit around. <laughs> Check out this funny shit, and that's it. You know? Yeah. But just the fact that they're doing it, that's why they're in hot water. So they don't know what might happen. They don't know if, uh, like, a Japanese company might snatch away. Because they can't do that, Eli. They can't snatch away them because, like I said, I love Dragon Ball. I associate those voice actors with Dragon Ball. So I can't hear something. Ill- I can't I can't cancel Dragon Ball, Eli. That's the one thing I can't do. I draw the line in the sand right there. Like, you can take that, anything. That, and that's why cancel culture is bullshit. That's why I get like Eli. That's the that's why I draw the line. Look, you can take one of my fingers, you know, John Wick me, but I cannot give away Dragon Ball. The reason I put this in the uh, video game section is because I started picking up that Dragon Ball video game, the Z, DBZ Fighters, whatever that thing. Okay, yeah. start playing it. I'm I'm addicted to it now. I'm loving this game right now. And on top of that, my Twitch stream started to take off from that. That's why I was telling you earlier about this dude been following me. Er, if he's listening, shout out to that guy. <laughs> but yeah, he's been following my trips Twitch stream uh, just to seeing what I've been playing because people are following the Dragon Ball Z game. So if I'm playing, I'm starting to get actual followers now. So I can't cancel Dragon Ball because shit, I grew up with this shit. I love this shit too much. So I'm hoping this shit will blow off because if it's, I can't listen to that that Japanese voice actor. Eli. That shit, <laughs> they sound like whiny girls, man. <laughs> I like, that shit it hurts my head too much, man. I can't do that. 
I need the yeah, I know. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I need the American <laughs> shit. I need that. Yes, they did some fucked up shit, but give him a slap on the wrist. Do do him like Kevin Hart, you know. It's going about the business. So, all I gotta say about that. Oh, uh, just chill the fuck out, everybody. Everybody, <laughs> everybody, just lay low. Probably about two weeks, we'll forget about this, and we can we can listen to Dragon Ball again. Because the last thing I want to do is playing my Dragon Ball Z game. Somebody say, "Oh, you know, you're not allowed to play that." I'm like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> play what I want to play. And so, yeah. uh, oh, you want to talk about that game? What game? Control. Oh yeah. Yeah. I just thought it looked cool. That's I, I just want. That's I sent it to you to see if you knew anything about it. I knew that it existed. <laughs> yeah, that's I just thought that looked cool. <laughs> and that that's really the long and short of it. So that's all I got. So, uh, I guess we move past that and we can move on to the next part. Okay. Okay. So yeah, like I said. This is the uh, comic book bullies where we talk about comic books sometimes, but now we're going to actually get into it now. And there's a bunch of books that came out. So we're going to get into it. And I'm trying to see where am I going to start first, Eli? Should I start with X-Men? Start with X-Men. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Yeah. This is <laughs> House of, is it House of X? House of X number three. Eli, I know you jumped off this train. You're not looking back, <laughs> but I'm going to go ahead and go forward with this as best I can. So. I think I already read it. It was called Legion. <laughs> <laughs> it's some weird shit going on with it. It's some weird shit in this one, too. But, uh, okay. So, basically, what's going on with it? House of X. Last time we left off, remember, Moria Mataga was in a ninth timeline. She was in a different timeline. Wolverine killed her. So, she reincarnated into a new timeline. I hopefully I haven't lost you yet. <laughs> so, we're in a new timeline, and they realize exactly when and where Nimrod was created. Because the thing is, the Sentinels get created. They, they can be Sentinels all day, living day, day long. They're not worried about Sentinels. It's Nimrod they're worrying about. It's when Nimrod gets created, that's when he kills all the mutants. So, they got to make sure he doesn't get uh, created. So they have intel that there's a base there's a base with this new group called orcus that are building the mother mole so the not the master mole but the mother mole because the master mole makes sentinels but the mother mole make master moles so they gotta destroy that's the thing that's behind the sun or whatever that's the thing behind the sun the mother mole they just call it mother for short you know so because they they realize in the the intel that they got from moria in the other life it's the mother mole that makes Nimrods. And that's what they got to stop. They got to blow this shit before they get there. So basically, Professor X and Magneto hands them the mission. They hand Cyclops the mission. Cyclops gets you a team together. You got to go to the sun. You got to destroy the mother mole because if you don't do it, they're going to create Nimrods, wipe us all out. That happens every single time. So you got to go in there and do it. And Cyclops and Professor X is like reading Cyclops' mind, reading his feelings, stuff like that. He was like, Cyclops, are you nervous? He was like, uh, yeah, I'm nervous. He was like, don't be nervous. You're not going to die. I promise you you won't die. Because as long as we remember you, you'll never die. I'm like, what the fuck? So, yeah. So, he's basically sending the X-Men off to a suicide mission. <laughs> and so, uh, X, uh, Cyclops put his team together trying to think Weren't about Weren't they doing that last week? La last weekend. That was last a suicide mission also, which they all died in. Yeah. Right. So, there's okay. another suicide mission. So, I'm trying to think. I can't remember everybody's team. So, Cyclops got a team. He said everybody that's on the team... They know what the mission is. They know what they're going to do, and they know the risk of what they're about to do. So you got Wolverine, you got Jean Grey, you got Nightcrawler, you got eh, some other mutants. The other ones that you don't know. You know, like the red shirts in Star Trek? Those guys. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so they basically say, okay, we're going to go to the sun. We're going to fight. The, we got to blow that base up at all costs, no matter what happens. 
and we can't bring our Krakoa C with us to teleport because they get their hands on that, they're gonna find out everything about the music. So this is basically Cyclops telling them this is a one way trip. That's what it is. They're like, hey, we ready. Whatever we got to do, we got to say. If this we got to do to save means we're gonna do it. So they go, boom, they fly off. Uh, the side B story. Uh, they're at this Supermax prison where they're about to convict uh Sabretooth. You know, for Sabretooth for uh, taking the the stuff from Damage Control. And Sabretooth is like, uh, the judge asked him, "How do you plead?" Oh, I plead guilty. Okay, yeah, I did it. But guess what? You're not sending me to jail. <laughs> And then while he's talking all this shit to Justin like that, Emma Frost walks through the room. Emma Frost walks in the room, and she tells the judge, uh, Judge, give me Sabretooth. You're not going to arrest him. You're not going to do anything to him. You might as well give him to me right now. And he's like, why are you going to do that? Because he is a citizen of Krakoa. And all Krakoans on United States soil have diplomatic immunity. So you can't do anything to him. You can't prosecute him. So just give him over to me right now. Matter of fact, we already got the paperwork. That's the uh, whole point of us becoming a sovereign state to begin with. They're like, oh shit. So uh, one of the like security guards like that point a gun at Emma Frost like, you're not taking Sabretooth. She was like, look, just put the gun down because you and I both know that gun ain't going to do shit to me. Matter of fact, I should mind control you right now and put the gun where your last boyfriend was. But I'm not going to do that because I realized my political power is more powerful than my mutant power. So you put the gun down, and I'm gonna pretend. We both gonna pretend like for a second that you had a chance to kill me. And she's like, "Okay." And walk out with Sabretooth, and that's it. So back to side A story. X Men had uh, X Men are getting ready to go to the sun. They're about 25 miles out. Orcus sees the Shi'ar X Jet. They're like, "Oh shit, the X Jet's coming." That's the X Men. They're coming. So they're thinking the X Men are coming through the hangar door. Now they were gonna call the Sentinel that are in on Mercury. But Mercury's like on the other side of the sun. It's going to take them a while for to get there. So they're like, we're going to send everybody to the hangar base. And we're going to uh, shoot the X-Men if they come through the hangar base so they won't get there. And the Omega Sentinel on the base is like, y'all fucking up already. These are the X-Men. That's not how you're going to kill the X-Men. Because the X-Men don't go through the hangar base. They're on top of the uh, spaceship. And they're carving a way into it so they can sneak in through the roof. The, one of the, so they send a guy in there. And he like... Oh, he tells his wife, tell I love her or some shit like that. Says Grenade blows himself up in the X-Jet. The end. <laughs> the end. Yeah, that's what happened. That's, that's, how the, that's how the last page is. The X-Jet blows up. So we don't know if the X-Men are dead, not dead, whatever. So overall, I know I went all around the world to tell the story, but it's actually one of the more straightforward stories that they're telling now. Even the last story was more straightforward than what Hickman's been telling, so it's not all that timey-wimey bullshit. Pretty straightforward. Overall, I'm really more I'm getting into it, the more I'm starting to realize what is going on. 4.5 out of 5. Hickman, Hickman came with another one. So, yeah, I, I hate the bullshit ending because I don't know what's going to happen next, but yeah, that's what I got. Well, you'll find out next week. <laughs> right. <laughs> On the X Minute or whatever the fuck Gomer calls that shit. Yeah. It's funny because, like, I, you know, the reason why I picked up, I started picking up those books hmm. was because of Legion. <laughs> yeah, he's, I, I don't know if he's going to be in it or not. I don't know. But I remember, remember in one of the other books, like, a couple weeks ago, they had the whole list of Omega level mutants. And, he and was Legion on was on there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this last season on, on, um, on uh, on Legion, they're they're dealing with time travel and reincarnations. And oh like, damn! Shit. One okay. of the characters is like living her life over and over again. Oh shit! You know, which totally reminded me of the whole Moria. What's her face? 
Yeah, her, okay, yeah, because that's her power to reincarnate. Power. And, yeah. yeah. That's what it was. That, well, that's what Powers of X oh, well, was reminding that's the connection. That's why you kept saying Legion. I didn't, I didn't know what the hell you were talking about. Yeah, and that's what, <laughs> so, I mean, and like, like I said, I'm not the biggest X-Men fan, but I watched Legion, mm-hmm. and I loved it. And so that that got me an interest. Maybe Legion made me say, "Oh, maybe I should give the X Men a chance again." So when this whole House of X shit came out, I'm like, "Okay, they're rebooting the X Men again. Let me let me give them a whirl." You know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think I think I'll just wait till the books start. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it just it, it just follows the trade just, when it's all done. Yeah, yeah, because it just seems like that this is just all set up, you know. Because there's and, shit and it's that still I setting am. stuff up. Yeah, yeah, because there's shit that I'm interested in, but then he jumps to something else. Like, right, okay, I'm, I want to see, I want to see that suicide mission. I want right. to see them go attack the the the, the mother load or the mother mold or whatever the fuck. Or I want to see, you know, what was that one, the magic magics, like a rescue. Yeah, yeah, she's dead now. Yeah, I want to see that. Like, I mean, that, that sounds like a cool character. Let me check her out. But then we then we jump into basically right when I get into something, they jump to another timeline or jump to another life or whatever. Right, with, with the boy girl <laughs> with the pet robot, and you're like, what? Yeah, the Galactus so. is a fucking Phoenix robot now, and like he's yeah. a, he's a hive. <laughs> yeah, and then just that shit with the thousand years of the future. I'm like, yeah, okay. Maybe eventually they'll tie that in some kind of way, but I don't know. Who knows? Well, should I do this absolute carnage? Go for it, yeah. Um, I got a couple. I'll yeah, I'll just do it all one big because it's basically the whole. It's all they all take. They all relate to each other. I got absolute carnage number two, mm-hmm. and also Venom number seventeen, which is a tie-in, and also Miles Morales. Uh, I'm not sure what number it is. But the Miles Morales tie-in. Well, I think a, it's number yeah. one because I think it's a it's a it's his own book, like Absolute Carnage, Absolute Miles Carnage, Morales. Miles Morales, yeah. Yeah. So basically, what's been going on? You have Carnage going around searching for all the everybody who's ever been infected by a symbiote, and they have traces of them, traces of their DNA has been infected with the symbiote they call Codex. So. Carnage is going around trying to, you know, take these codexes back to reform them into to to summon Null, the symbiote guy. Okay. Um, and last issue, uh, Spider-Man and Venom, Eddie Brock, they went to uh, Ravencroft to get uh, Norman Osborn because he had he had he has a symbiote in him too, to get him, but they were intercepted by Carnage who infected the whole fucking prison and they were being attacked. So this is basically where we we leave off. It's just a big chase. Uh, Spider-Man and Venom fly off and, you know, being chased by Carnage and all the the, the symbiote, infected symbiotes. And and it's just kind of a fight. They they fight. It spills out into the street. They run into uh, uh, Miles Morales, who's, you know, who was fighting with Scorpion. But then Carnage sort of attacks them and infects, you know, he breaks Scorpion's back. And then infects Miles Morales. Mm-hmm. So that was Absolute Carnage number two. Um, very short. I mean, a little. It's not so much lackluster. It's just like last. The last number one was like so big and thick. Right. You know, had that girth. 
<laughs> and this just feel like like guest stars kind of popping in and out. Like Peter Parker, like, yeah. hey, okay, I'm by. It didn't matter. It was just hey, so here. epic. Yeah, it was so epic and long. And this one's like, oh, that's it. That's really that's it. Okay. I, I think because this this new one, I feel like they want you to read those tie-ins to to feel the yeah. epicness. Yeah, and I don't know. I mean, it's just action. The art is cool. It's it's fine. It's just a continue. It's just a, the extension of the battle that that you know that ended in the last issue. Right. So not much really happened. It's just a chase, and then Miles Morales gets infected. So um, I guess the Miles in the Miles Morales book, it just basically shows how how uh, Miles ran into the ran into uh, what's his face, the Scorpion, who was robbing an armored truck, mm-hmm. and they fight. They fight and battle each other until they happen upon Carnage and Venom and Spider-Man and all the all the symbiotes in the street. And you see basically Miles Morales being infected with the symbiote. Carnage. Right. Infects him. So, you know, it's it's just filler. It's it's you know, that's all it is. It's just filler. You know, that's a three out of five. And then of course Venom, number 17. This actually shows what's going on with Dylan. Um, mm-hmm. For those who don't know, Dylan is Eddie Brock's son. Uh, some that, but he doesn't know it, or the, Dylan doesn't know Eddie Brock is his dad. He thinks Eddie Brock is his brother, so he doesn't know he's his son. But it shows him and uh, Norman Osborn's uh, grandkid over at the Maker, and the Maker has made this machine that will take out the Codexes from their hosts without killing them. So that's basically them, you know, hanging out with the maker, and then they get attacked by all these other symbiotes from all the other tie-ins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's just a big attack scene. Um, yeah, the maker is fighting off the symbiotes. The kids run into like a a room and basically load up a bunch of guns, and they're like, "Okay, you know, we gotta fend these off." But then the sleeper shows up, and that's about it. So this was a lot. This was like a little showed what was going on. Besides what, what you know, what was going on in the streets and Venom fighting Carnage and all that shit. So this was this was cool. I'll give this a four out of five. But um, other than that, this is still a lot of fun. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, the art is still cool. It's just yeah, a little lackluster because the first one was so big. Right. And just because you didn't have to this, worry about tie-ins and stuff like that. Yeah. So, but the tie-ins, like, I, I didn't need to see, no, nothing in the Miles Morales book really you know, was necessary, right. you know, I mean, that and, we didn't already see. And I agree with you, like, you didn't need the story, you didn't need the tie-ins to understand the story, but I felt like it fucked up the pacing yeah. of it, because you just got shit just popping out of nowhere, where you just get, because you gotta have a narrative, you gotta have a story and a pacing to it, and when you rely on these other tie-ins, you're just concentrating on just this main story, Shit just popping out of nowhere. You just gotta your brain gotta catch me like, oh, oh, this happened. Oh, okay. Yeah. Instead of like a a cohesive story like it was with the first one. Yeah. I mean, if you read the Miles Morales by itself, it's not bad. You know, mm-hmm. he fight he's fighting Scorpion and then he gets turned into to, turned into a symbiote at the end. It's not bad, but as it relates to the you know the absolute carnage story arc, it's it's unnecessary. We see what happens to Miles mm-hmm. in in absolute carnage. You know, however, Venom shows what else is going on you see dylan and and the maker and all that shit that that was that showed another side of the story mm-hmm. which i thought was pretty cool so that's that's our absolute carnage minute 
Yeah. But we'll stick with the story. I'm, I'm pretty sure there was just a, a bump yeah. in the road. So, yeah. All right. Sticking with Marvel. Eli, this is going to be a rough one right here. Ooh, okay. Right. We are doing Marvel Comics 1000. I don't. I, I feel like this this book should have been like bigger received than what it was. Like it should have been like a thing on social media. But the real one, people are like, eh, it's all right. You know. Yeah. Let me give some background about what Marvel Comics 1000 is. Uh, for those that don't know, uh, yesterday was Marvel's 80th birthday. Yesterday. Yesterday. Yeah. So. Well, two days from now, but anyway, it was on August 31st, whenever that was. Uh, the first book they released was Marvel Comics number one. You know, it's their 80th birthday, so they want to jump on the train like uh, like DC was doing. You know, with Action Comics 1000 on Superman's 80th birthday, uh, Detective Comics 1000 on Batman's birthday. So, they, But instead of with those books where they actually had a thousand issues and they kept it going, Marvel just like, fuck it, thousand. Is that nowhere? What, what was that on uh, The Nutty Professor? 1,001, 1,002, 1,000, or whatever the fuck. Just, just jump to the end. You know, you see a hot girl, you just add numbers to the beginning of it when, you, when you're doing push-ups. So that's what they're doing now. So we just have Marvel Comics 1,000. It's here. And what this book is, it's a, it's a weird book. It's, a, it's an amb ambitious book, but it's a weird book. So here's the premise of the book. It's 80 pages. 84 fucking pages. <laughs> and the book is worth $10 also. But what they do Every single page, you remember how, uh, like, Detective Comics and Action Comics, like, they had these short stories in it? Yeah, they're all one-page stories. They're all one-page stories. So Marvel Comics 1000, every single page is its own story. So you can just read one page, and that's it. So, honestly, I think that's a brilliant idea, and that's why I say it's ambition, ambitious. But what you're going to start seeing is that when people start catching on to what this book is going to do, you're going to start seeing, like, pages. You're going to start seeing scans of just, like, one page, you know, like the Captain America story or the Deadpool story or the bunch of Spider-Man stories. You're going to see that, like, I'm, I'm already seeing it now, like the She-Hulk story. And people are going to take those stories and be like, oh, where that came from? You know, Storm got a, a story on that that's pretty awesome that I know for a fact is going to take off, you know. So you got a bunch of one-shot stories. But here's the thing. So you think it sounds like a mess, and sometimes it is. But Al, <laughs> Al Ewing does the heavy lifting in here. So between all these one-page narrative stories and these throwaway filler stories, stuff like that, Al Ewing actually has a narrative in those stories. They're still one-shots, but if you read all of Al Ewing's one-shot stories, they form a completely entire story. I and did notice he had a bunch of them. Yeah, he's got a bunch of them. So he didn't have all of them, not even close to half of them. Probably about 20 pages or something like that. And I may be low-balled. I didn't count them, anything like that. So overall, he probably has like an, uh, like an issue within this stuff like here. So I'm going to just tell you Al Ewing's story, like his narrative that was going on through this thing. So basically, his story starts off at the very beginning, like, when, like 80 years ago. And it starts off with these guys, they call themselves the three X's. They, they actually call themselves the X-Men, but they call themselves the three X's. And they're looking for this, this device. They're, calling, they're looking for this mask called the Eternity Mask. And what the Eternity Mask does is that anybody who wears it, it makes them the equal uh, skill level fighting ability of the opponent they're fighting. So if that guy is like a master marksman, if you've never shot a gun before, boom, you become a master marksman. You know how to fight, you know how to fight. Sword plate, boom, all that. So you become the equal of the person you're going up against. So whoever wears that mask becomes equal opportunity. I'll even go back. It's having, it actually goes back further than 80 years. That goes back to uh, King Arthur time. Remember I tell you about that guy Black Knight? 
yeah. Last year. Okay, so Black Knight was one of King Arthur's guys or whatever like that. So he has to fight uh, another guy that's wearing that mask. And even though this guy has never fought before, when he put that mask on, he's a match for the Black Knight. The Black Knight is the greatest swordsman in Marvel history. He can match him, you know, tip for tat. You can't beat him. So eventually Camelot falls. We all know Camelot falls. And they're saying that that mask has something to do with it. Though the mask is, okay, the mask is in Europe because, you know, that's where colonial time the King Arthur was. When they decided to colonize America, those same people that created that mask, those magicians, they brought the mask to America. And they're saying they the Americans used the mask to beat, you know, the British, you know, in the Revolutionary War. Because they're saying basically there's no way Americans should have beat the British in the, the, the war, but using that mask made them even when they could do that. So basically this mask, people just been wearing this mask all throughout Marvel's history. It's been a bunch of dudes called the Black Rider and the Mask Rider and Blind Justice and all kind of shit. It's been a bunch of mass hooligans just wearing this mask like that. And they're basically saying this mask, whoever wears this mask automatically becomes a superhero. Because anybody who wears a mask, anybody can get powers. And they use that to attack people bigger than them and stuff like that. So um that's pretty much what the story the whole story is about this mask where's the mask from and at the end of the story eternity shows up eternity like the the avatar of the universe of the marvel universe he shows up and says he created the mask he created the mask and gave it to these europeans stuff like that because he wanted because since he feels like everybody is equal because everybody is a part of him anyway so everybody is on an equal playing field and this mask puts everybody on an equal playing field so everywhere this mask gets my power the power of eternity you know, and at the end of the story, this other guy gets a mask and he calls himself something. I don't know. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, he gets powers. So Dude, $10. Come on. Man. <laughs> I forgot. It's 80 fucking pages, but I can't remember what fucking thing that happened. <laughs> but, but right, do, I have to, do I have to read this now? I got to find out what he was called. <laughs> okay, let me see. The mask something. That's all I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't have time to look that shit up. But that's that's Al Ewan's narrative right there. And, I, and I'm pretty sure this is going to be a continuous thing in Marvel Universe. They're going to really make this a thing, whoever this mask dude is and this eternity mask. So, But it's not just that. Like I said, you got these little stories that are popping up also. Uh, Eli, every fucking body is on this book. Everybody. Stop. Like, Eric Larson is on this book. Eric Larson hasn't drawn a Marvel page since, like, 1992. You know, once he left for image, he like fuck Marvel. I'm never gonna make the Marvel. He came back for this. Uh, they got a red hood. They got a red wolf story in here. I I know, written by what's his face, your boy, Taboo, whatever. Yeah, he's not my boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the guy from from Black Eyed Peas. So he writes a story. That story yeah. sucked. <laughs> yeah, I saw it. I I like flipped through it. And I saw it, and I'm like, nope. I read like the first sentence. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, this guy is terrible. Please do not give him a Red Wolf book. <laughs> oh, I, I was like, something about history. I, I was... feel like Marvel is grooming him to give him a book. I, I feel like if he asks for a book, they'll give him a book. I was just like, man, really? That's it? Something like history is written by the victor. I'm like, oh, right away. Fucking losers. <laughs> <laughs> We're losers. Indians, bunch of fucking losers. I'm like, really, dude? Right in the first sentence. Like, come on, man. I'm sick of this shit. Why, why, why? I'm sick of the pity party. You know what I'm saying? Right. And you <laughs> know they were going we right. That's exactly where we're going. Yeah, I don't need to be pitied. We're pissed off. We're savs. 
<laughs> fuck, fuck that cologne, that French I was cologne. Like, really shit, I like. I know Eli's gonna gonna rip this yeah, shit that, apart. That, that's pretty much why I didn't buy. <laughs> I was it's eighty pages, but one like, page. You were like, "Fuck this whole book." <laughs> that's pretty much me putting it back on the shelf. Like, man, I really want to support the native artists, but come on, man, taboo. He just found out he was native last week. He like <laughs> Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> yeah, like, well, yeah, uh, you know. These pretendians and shit. <laughs> right. I want to well, write a Marvel book. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But, okay, that page aside, skip that page. There's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of good stuff in here, Eli. It's a, it's a, the, the Deadpool page, the Deadpool page is fucking genius. I can't remember who wrote it. Like I said, there's so many artists on there. But Batman shows up in there. Really? Yes, <laughs> Batman Deadpool? is in there. <laughs> Because Deadpool oh, is stealing one, of, like his bat boat, his bat sub, something like that, and you can see Batman in the background, like, "Hey!" But it, it happens like so quick and like in a vague, like you you know it's Batman, but they did it just enough where they don't get sued. You know, <laughs> they even make a, a a mention of the the Marvel swimsuit calendar and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, damn, it's so much stuff. Who else is in this book? Oh, uh, Neil Gaiman writes a page with Miracle Man. Oh, that's what I meant to tell you. Your boy is in this book. My boy. Two of your boys are in this book. Conan. Conan. <laughs> His story was awesome. And, and the Punisher. Those are my boys. The Punisher is your boy. No, your other boy. Uh, uh, Darth fucking Vader. Oh, really? Okay. Darth Vader's in this book. And that page was fucking boy. awesome also. Because <laughs> one of the like re- rebels runs a, uh, like one of the ships like directly into him and they think they killed Darth Vader. They're like, oh, she committed suicide, but don't worry, we will say her name to the to the heavens and we will tell them that we took out Emperor Palpatine's number one uh, attack dog, stuff like that. And then all you hear is the lightsabers. They're like, oh no! And they're like, oh yes. And then the book ends. <laughs> so I thought they were who else was in there? Uh, George Perez, but George Perez retired, but they still got a page with him in there. Um... I'm forgetting somebody. I'm gonna slap myself when I forget it. But it everybody's in the book. Everybody does it. But Al Ewing is doing most of the heavy lifting, and he's the one that makes the cohesive narrative. Overall, it's like okay, this this is what this book feels like. They gave you a party bag. You got a party bag. You don't know what's in it. Everything is not gold. Everything is not good. But it's some good stuff in there. It's some great stuff in there. It's some stuff you really take away from it. You be like, this is fucking awesome. Like that storm panel I was telling you about. That storm panel. I'm telling you, is gonna take off when people see about it. But everything is not good. They got a speedball story. And they're like, what the fuck? Why do I want speedball in here? No. And there's some other throwaway stories like that also. Like some dude named Night Raven. I'm like, I don't give a fuck about him. I don't even know who the fuck that is. No. Oh, there's no Moon Knight on here. Like, there's some people that are missing. Like, what the, what the fuck are people? There's no Thanos story in here. They got one Thanos story where uh, he's getting his ass whooped by Galactus. And that's it. Oh, no shit. Yeah. But it's like a throwaway story. You just like he's not in it. You think Thanos should have a plan for himself. He's not be getting the shit beat out of him by Galactus. I mean, he could, but that shouldn't be his only story. Where Spider-Man's got like about four or five stories in here. You know, I understand he's Spider-Man, but still. So overall, I'm gonna give the book a 4.5 out of five. It is an ambitious book. That I, I get what they were trying to do, but I think it was. I, I don't think they stuck the landing as good as they should have. Well, and with this, I don't know if you could. They stuck it about as as good as you. You could possibly get you know every story ain't good red wolf you know <laughs> but it's some good shit in there it is some really i mean good it, it wasn't i mean was it really because it just looked like like a blanket 
Yeah, like I said, it's, and that's the thing. Like you gotta know. It looked like a Pendleton blanket that we hang on our walls. Like, is that's it a exactly story? what it looked like? I'm like, what? <laughs> like, because I, I, I just remember reading, like glancing at the. I mean, the art. I mean, I'll give it up to Jeffrey Varaghi. He was a great artist, and he's breaking new grounds. He's representing natives in a great way and getting jobs, getting work. He okay, so 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 Marvel you know? does have native artists on. In, in the bullpen. Well, they only hired Varaghi for the covers of Red Wolf. He's the token native. Gotcha. I'm, I mean, uh, you know, but he does shit for IDW. He does shit for uh, Valiant. You know, he, yeah, he was doing like the, what's those X-Men from Valiant called? I don't know. I forget. The, the, the Valiant. For, yeah, Harbingers. Those, okay. that, those motherfuckers. Yeah. The, <laughs> Shout out to Get Valiant, you know? Shout out to Get Valiant. Let them tell that they the greatest. They're better than the X Men. <laughs> yeah, uh, but but he gets he gets work. You know, he he he's got like work in the Smithsonian. He he gets work out there. Um, and I just saw the art and I was oh cool. But then I just started reading it and I'm just like oh geez really, it's just this ain't. Uh, I mean I don't I don't know. It just it sounded just like like a like a. Like a documentary narration with flutes, I could just hear the flutes playing, <laughs> and on the, you know on some shitty PBS special about with, with you know, the one about tear a, going down the eye. Yeah, the, you know the right like look how poor this reservation is. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, 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 you know the flute music playing. Like oh, really, really, <laughs> it's, it's a comic book. You couldn't have. Red Wolf punching somebody. Like doing some cool <laughs> shit, right. You know, like, you know Captain America or Hawkeye or whatever like, the fuck. I don't give a shit. Give him a bow and arrow. Could he shoot something? <laughs> like, really? It's just all this crap, you know. Like, this just looks like some, like a, like, yeah, like a some shit you'd hang on the wall, you know. Right. So I, 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 I just like, man, yeah, I ain't spending 10 bucks on this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Red Wolf fucked it up for everybody. <laughs> yeah. Oh, somebody yeah. else that wrote a story. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar has a story in here. Oh no, shit. Yeah, is is he? He wrote about a, Bruce Lee. Now, now with Bruce Lee, now, now with Shang Chi, you would think Shang Chi shows up nowhere in this thing. <laughs> oh no, shit. No, nowhere in here. Hey, he, man, with the, the native must have took the Asians. Right. You get one page. <laughs> <laughs> Indians, Asians, same thing. <laughs> Twofer. Yeah. Oh yeah, but that's all I got. Uh, I, I'll let you get the next one. Uh, oh really? What am I doing? Yeah, I forgot. What do, you uh, do? what do I got? I just did like three in a row. Is it my turn? <laughs> what book? Detective? Should I do detective? Yeah, go for it. All right, I got detective ten ten. Um, this just continues what happened last time, where Bruce Wayne and got into a plane crash because of Deadshot, and it's just they're on some desert island, and Bruce Wayne finds some survivors from World War II, it's like Enemy Mine or like Kong Skull Island. There's a Japanese pilot, an American pilot who shot each other down and been stranded on this island ever since and shit. And um, the, he kind of teams up with them and Deadshot is holding the survivors of the plane crash hostage and he goes to try, you know, Bruce Wayne goes to try and save them and he gets into a little scuffle with Deadshot and uh, that's about it. Um, yeah, and then of course... You know, the little epilogue where it shows Mr. Freeze, you know, being all creepy with his frozen wife. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's a three out of five. You know, it's, it's, it's fine. It's whatever. Cool. 
The detective book. Okay. Short and sweet though. I must say it's short. They didn't drag nothing out. Yeah, no, no more eighty-page books. We that shit drains <laughs> us. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, book I got. I guess I'm gonna do Batman slash Superman number one. Yeah, good. Okay, so I'll go ahead and do that one. Uh, basically, I'm not gonna start how the book starts off, but just get to the meat of it. Uh, Batman is on the roof with Commissioner Gordon. Uh, and Batman is telling Commissioner Gordon, or he thinks he's telling Commissioner Gordon about all the stuff that the Batman who laughs has been doing, and Gordon is like, why are you saying those stuff? I already knew. I was there when he did the shit. Well, I'm not talking to you. And then, it turns around, it's Superman right behind him holding Killer Croc. Superman was like, oh yeah, Batman, I heard you while I was in Metropolis. Everything you were saying is cool. Let me do a drop off Killer Croc at Ar Arkham Asylum. <laughs> he's back. Okay, then what were you saying? <laughs> You're like, so he goes and tell him he was like the Batman who last has kidnapped this boy. I forgot what the boy's name is, but he said Batman who last wasn't alone. He was also taken by somebody that looks like Superman, but the Superman was laughing. He was like, and that's why he called him over here because just in case if he needs some backup, we're like, okay, interesting. So Commissioner Gordon was like, well, when I was taken hostage by the Batman who last. Uh, even though I was blindfolded, I knew the area where he had me at. And it was at blah, 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 this area, stuff like that. And they get the mission. So Batman Superman is off out to where Commissioner Gordon was saying. Where, uh, according to where Commissioner Gordon said they was, they were at Crime Alley. So Superman's like, are you sure you want me to do this? And like, Batman, do it. So Superman punches a hole to the bottom of Crime Alley. They go down to the bottom and they see the Batman who laughs Batcave. They see that. So... They're looking around in the back cave. They see all the stuff like that, and Superman and Batman's like, "Okay, this is way too easy. There's, uh, he's got to have some kind of plan waiting for this." And while they're doing it, uh, they get attacked by one of the crows. You know, like one of the evil robbers and shit like that. They get attacked by the crows, and Superman like, "What the fuck is that?" You know, uh, he sees them and he talks to him. He was like, "And they think it's the little boy that you know, the Batman who last kidnapped. They're like, it must be him, and they must have jokerized him or some shit like that." He's like, "Oh no, I'm not him. My name is Billy." Billy Batson. They're like, oh shit. And then next thing you hear, Shazam! Turns into Shazam, knocks them both out. He grabs Superman by the fucking throat, pulls out an Inf Metal Bat, Bat Orang, which can kill Superman because Inf Metal can slice him like, like, like butter. You know, it's he's got like, the Superman logo on it, too. And it's got I thought it had a Batman, whatever. Yeah, it got a Superman logo because he built it specifically to kill Superman. So it was mm -hmm. like his sign on it, like that. And Shazam. The Shazam who laughs asks Superman, let's find out if I can really kick your ass. And that's how the book ends. So, he's so what you think is going to, you know, you know Batman's going to, what's the door? And next issue, first panel, Batman's going to come, like, got fucking his boomerang or some shit. Because he's already got a plan how to take down Shazam, <laughs> who's basically yeah. Superman and don't have a weakness. Okay. Because <laughs> it's Batman, why not? Now, yeah. some people saying it's, it's controversial because they, we've always had Superman and Batman team up, but it's always been Superman and Batman. This is the first time it's Batman and Superman. They, they swapped it. So some people oh, are kind of yeah, upset about that. But hey, what do you do? Who sells more books? Who puts more bus in the seats? You know, Henry Cavill had his chance. Yeah. So overall, I like this book. Uh, the artist is in this book. I always keep up with his stuff. He's a great artist. Uh, it was some what's his name Joshua Williamson. He really you know understands that he makes Batman Superman feel like two different characters. Batman is psychologically profiling Superman the whole time because he's trying to see, you know, if he's a Superman who laughs. And you see the difference between these guys. So I'm liking the story. It was a cool twist at the end because I'm because the book at the beginning had you thinking that he was gonna pull a Superman from his universe when he killed the Justice League, but nah, he flipped it on you and like okay, no, it's Shazam. So. 
I'm I'm curious. The the first book sold me. I want to see where the second book goes. That's all yeah. I was asking for. Four point five out of five. Yeah, I give it a four out of five. It just it was a little wordy. I thought, mm-hmm. and I'm just I want to see the Batman who laughs do some shit. You know what? He's, that's actually that's what I'm getting sick of. I'm getting sick of that character. Yeah, and it's just like he's just always in the background. Mm-hmm. Like just. And you don't see enough of them. That, that's my. That's why I wasn't into that series that much because you never get to see him. It's all about what he has done or right. what he's gonna do, and we never see him do anything. But but here's and, the problem: he's showing up so much that he's starting to get his ass kicked too much, <sighs> and it's taking well, him down as a villain. Like in in Batman Dark Knight Metal, he got his ass kicked. He showed up in that Justice League book, didn't do shit. He showed up in that Batman Who Last got his ass kicked. Now he's in again. He's getting overexposed. That's my opinion. Yeah, without getting, even doing anything. I mean, but when <laughs> he does do shit, he gets his ass kicked. Yeah. So he, he, well, we need to see him when he's not getting his ass kicked. We need, we need to see him kicking ass because he's, he's done. He's basically taken over all these universes. Right. Like, he, he tells us he has, you know. But and, I'm, yeah, I'm just and, thinking, like, the, the, the he's just overexposed. Like, like, he doesn't need to be in every damn book. Like, yeah, let him take a yeah. break. Shit. Yeah, and maybe I'm just searching for that, you know, I'm, and that's the only reason why I picked up this book. I was like, okay, let's see how this goes. Right. You know? But I mean, I, I did enjoy it for the most part. It did get it was a lot a lot of talking. I felt, but mm-hmm. that twist at the end was pretty cool. You know. Yeah, because I didn't see it coming. I'm thinking of Superman, but pretty cool twist. So, yeah. Okay. Well, let's see. I got. Should I talk about this? I really want to, but I don't know if I'm allowed to because it's an advanced copy. Get I want it. I won't spoil. How about that? If you do I, it, Gomer get in trouble. We won't catch any blowback from it. So go for it. <laughs> well, he sent it to me. I did. I did um, request it. You know. So this is. It's from Boom Studios. It's an indie book called "Something Is Killing the Children," written by James Tinian the Fourth, who's doing you know uh, Justice League right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So his detective comic run was dope. Um, art by Worthier. Dela Derry, Dara, and Miguel Muerto. So this is just a straight-up horror comic about some monsters killing kids in some small town, and some monster slayer shows up to fight this monster. That's the gist of it, and that's all I'll say. Okay. Um, it's it was cool. It was really cool. I dug it a lot. Um, art is really cool. It's really creepy. You know, it's got an It, Stephen King's It, Stranger Things kind of vibe to it. And, um, yeah, very gory, very cool. Just in time to kick off Halloween season. You know? Yeah, so right around the corner. I, we blink, it'll be here. Yeah, I don't, I'm don't. i not exactly sure when this book is coming out, but, you know, Gomer sent me the advanced copy, and I, I, I really dug on it. So. Oh, and this month is going to have Friday the 13th. Oh, is it sweet? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I know what I'm doing that weekend, so. <laughs> well, hopefully so, yes. not serial killing. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So something is killing the children. Check it out from Boom Studios. Advanced review. That's all I'm saying. Not only spoil. Oh, honestly, if there's another book I have, I forgot about it. I'm not gonna do anything else, so I'm booked out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm. I'm done. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, so uh, we got another episode in the can. 
Uh, if you like this episode, definitely like, share, and subscribe. Listen to our other podcasts. We have, of course, Comic Cast. We're going to do these. Other, they have other books also. We're going to see what they have to say. Geek Sass. We have a sister podcast, Geek Sass. Listen to them. Get Valiant. We got Hulu TV. Talking Vols right around the corner. I'm, I'm pretty sure they probably recorded something or they're going to record something. Uh, I think I said Hulu TV already. Instruments Destruction. Transformer Talk. I know you want to hear about it, so go listen to them. <laughs> um, and yeah, did you listen? Like, did you listen to Comic Cast today? No, 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 no. I, honestly, I know they're gonna hate me for it. I try not to listen to them before I record because I don't want whatever they got to say to kind of oh. interfere with it. But I definitely listen to them after I record. Okay. So well, they they my my I died a little inside hearing them talk about Star Wars. <laughs> oh, honestly, Eli, I, I left that off for a reason. <laughs> I know you. I know you know. Idea. First off, okay. If anybody want to hear about Star Star Wars, go listen to Geeks Have. They break it down. I did listen to your podcast about it, so I was like, you got it covered. Well, I'm just saying. Like they were like, "What's the movie where Luke goes down into the cave and fights Darth Vader?" I was like, "Seriously, oh, no. you Come don't on, know man. who Empire? What Empire Strikes Back?" I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, like yeah, I, my soul was wounded. Hey, you got to hear that stuff. Like you keep. <laughs> That's like holy Which one text. is that? Which one is that? Which the one where Luke does like, oh my god? That's like holy text. No, I mean, you, whatever you say about Star Wars, the the trilogy, that's holy text. You have to know every single thing from that. Like, yeah, you yeah. missed that. Well, I mean, you got you can't even mess up a line. I didn't watch the trailer, but this is what I think. Like, oh, like like this. You can't say Luke, I'm your father. No, it's no, I am your father. You got to say that's how meticulous we are with this shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you don't you don't play around with Star Wars. There's some things you can joke about. <laughs> you can't joke about that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, other than that, this is Leroy. This is Eli. We we'll talk to you guys next week. Same bullet time, same bullet channel. You know what I mean? It's getting ready to go down. Shout to Big Cat Cypher Sounds, MOP, Andy up in the fucking background for the real niggas, you know what I mean? Shout to Brooklyn, Queens, Long Island, Staten Island, Uptown Harlem, or the BX, all my real niggas with the 20 inches outside, you know what I mean? Fake niggas get the fuck out and hold on to your shit, you know what I mean? Fun flex, one time for your motherfucking mind.
Shoot a lot. 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 Shoot